You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real pain. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more info about PCLB and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PC Las Vegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. Amen. Thank you. Hey, praise the Lord. You know, if you were here last week, amen, I really appreciate the word that was brought by these two young men, amen, my, my son Brandon and Josh, amen, they, they talked about fire and they talked about rain, they talked about passion and they talked about increase. You know, God has been preparing us, God has been speaking to us, God has been moving in this place, amen, and, but the enemy has also been prowling, seeking to take you out. Come on, how many feel the pressure? You know, come on, the, en- the enemy's out there, amen. I can let you, can I let you know something? The devil will, will take if he can just shackle you in a rut. The devil will take if he can just place you in a place where you feel stuck. You know, if he can take all you in a rut or make you feel stuck, then, then he's happy with that. So he's coming to us, amen. He's coming against us. He's hitting us in our weaknesses, He's calling us in that familiar voice. He's feeding us lies, and he's installing doubt. But the enemy is forming a weapon against us. But the Bible says, God says, you know, it will not prosper. Come on, as long as you're standing in him. you got to be standing in him. When these things and forces come against us, guys, we must continue to stand strong in the Lord. Can somebody say amen? So we got to get serious. Tell your neighbor, get serious. It really is time to get serious. you you got to be serious. This is not a game. You know, we, we have our happy moments. We have a good time. The Lord moves, and, and everyone's blessed, and we kind of feel good. But after a while, we kind of go back into a rut. We kind of go back like God hasn't done something in our lives, amen. We kind of, or we forget what he's spoken to us. We forget the promises, amen. Uh, But this is a time that we need to get serious uh, in building our relationship with him. We as God's people must know who God is. Work out whatever you're going through. Turn to your neighbor and say, work it out. Work it out. You got to work it out. Come on, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't start to quit. Did you hear me? I didn't start to quit. I start to finish, guys. You know, we got to finish this race, amen. You got to hold on to the promises that God has given each one of us, uh, the word that he has spoken. Uh, we soon forget what he did in that revival. Uh, we soon forget what he done in conference, amen. We soon forget what he done just this past Sunday. And we walk in shackled, amen, when God has done so much to us. You know, it's not enough to come in and say amen or clap amen. Uh, come on. Uh, but you got to do what you're amen to. We say amen, but we go out to feed it. It says we got to be doers, not just hearers. 
James chapter 1, 22 says, but don't just listen to God's word, but do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. Philippians chapter 2, 12 to 13 says this, continue. Somebody say continue. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and with willing. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Church, you got to lay it all down. Somebody say lay it down. Come on, we got to be people of purpose and people of self-discipline. A people that will be consistent in our faith. Somebody say, my faith. My faith. You know, come on, you got you to be consistent in that faith, amen. You got to be consistent in your courage. All of us all have ups and downs. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Come on. But as long as we're consistent, as long as we're consistent in our faith, we will keep on going. Faith is all we have, church, when everything else runs out. Faith is what we hold on. Faith is things that we don't even see yet, but we trust in God with. You know, when you're going through a hard time, you can't just sit in that rug. You can't just lay there. You can't just start putting ashes over your head and think, man, man this is it. It's all over, amen. It's, it's all, it's not going to work out, amen. I, I thought it was going to work out, uh, but I don't think it's going to work out, amen. Uh, come on, we got to stand on faith during those times and say, God, uh, I'm going to hold on to your word. Uh, I'm going to trust what I read. Uh, I'm going to trust your promises, uh, and I'm just going to keep on going. I, I stand here today 23 years because of faith. Because of God's word, and I hang on to God's word because I don't, what do I have to let go? Even, even his disciples says, where will we go without you? You have the answers to life. Where are you going to go back to the lie? Where are you going to go back to the one that rips you off and slaps you around or to somebody that gives you life more abundantly? So you've got to focus on the goal line, church. We're going somewhere. Don't forget that, amen. There, there's a goal. There's a destiny uh, for you and I today, amen. Uh, we got to fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, uh, and we can't let nothing, uh, nothing stop us from crossing it. My goal is, you know what? I see the goal line. I, I see the cross, and I ain't going to stop running. Uh, I ain't going to stop going forward until it's all over. Nothing's going to stop me. Not in a storm, not a battle. Sickness, a bad day, amen, a struggle, amen. My focus is on finishing this race. How about you? So how come we don't look like it? Why do we look like we just walk in and it's just, man, it's a Wednesday night. Not a lot of people today, man, I don't have to get as crazy as I do on Sunday. What do you try to do, impress people on Sunday? Come on, God's not, not, God's not worthy to impress on a Wednesday night? Come on, somebody. I'm here to worship God. I'm here to have good a good time. I'm here to get fed. And I, I'm, not, I'm not denying if you have a bad day, you're going through a hard time, but don't let it take your faith away. Come on, we, you got to pump yourself up. Come on, if you're your only cheerleader, then cheer yourself up. Come on, if you need a slap, slap yourself. Amen, hallelujah. Whatever it's going to take to get you to get up. Don't let the devil... Don't let the devil see that he has one over on you. Don't let the devil say, man, uh, you know, you're walking on and you're, your actions are retaliated. that you're, you're walking in defeat. You got to understand, when God speaks, the enemy attacks. 
Come on, you have a good time, amen? Hold on to that good time. Yeah, we all go through our ups and downs, like I said before, but you know what? It's not going to take my joy away. It's not going to take my faith away, amen? I'm still going to believe that God's going to make it better tomorrow. See, as we do this, we must prepare for the battle, church. You cannot pray. Come on, see, a lot of us pray when the battle only comes. But do you pray before the battle comes? You, you got to pray. You got to be, you understand that. Uh, it's a war. It's a, it's a battle all the way to the end, amen. Uh, though you have good days, amen, you got to pray for the next day. Because that's when he catches us off guard, amen. Uh, by the time, amen, the struggle comes, amen, it's kind of too late to pray sometimes. Or sometimes none of you guys pray. Not even a battle drops you on your knees. You know, we, we kind of just take defeat and we sit down and say, man, I'm just going to suck this up and hope that this storm just passes through instead of you and I getting on our knees, amen, and saying, God, I'm trusting in you, God. God, I'm going to hold on to you and you're going to give me the strength to get through this. Amen. You see, games are won or lost in the last two minutes. And sometimes when you have no time left, you still have one more play. See, we must be prepared. You must be prepared to win your own game. See, I'm, I'm running my own race. You're running your race. And so I, I'm running to finish this line, amen. And so I'm going to do whatever I need to do. I'm going to prepare in battle to cross that line, amen. But let me tell you, you can't hold on to my leg. You're going to have to get there on your own. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to prepare. You're going to have to have a game game plan, amen. You must have a two-minute offense on your mind. See, the battle that we're coming against is to, to move forward, amen. Are you willing to keep going even if no one else does? Come on, will you still go, wife, if your husband stops? Husband, will you keep on going if your wife stops or your friend or whatever that you're, you're, you're losing against that you're holding on to? Will you keep going if that prayer doesn't get answered? Are you going to allow people, problems and situations, or circumstances, or the defense that you're facing stop you from crossing the goal line? How many are facing some defensive people right now? Come on, they're staring down you, they're mocking you, they're making fun of your faith, amen. They're saying, give up, you got no victory. Uh, Come on, are you facing those men right now, that goal line right now? See, as we go forward, church, you got to understand that we must go through the fire. My my, my son ministered about fire, amen, uh, about passion. It was about passion. That that front four, amen, that we're facing is going to bring some heat on you. How many have been through the fire? How many are going through a fire? Amen. Come on, let's be honest. Are are we going through things today? You see, Brandon mentioned the fire of passion. I want to hit on the fire that refines. And I want to minister tonight, refine through the fire. You see, it's fire, church, that we get refined. It's fire, church, that, that we get purified. See, in order to remove the the impurities of gold and silver, it must be put to the fire. Come on, as it heats up, amen, uh, these impurities uh, surface its way to the top. See, God is putting you, say God is putting me. 
God is putting you, this church, on fire in order to remove some impurities inside our lives. Amen. He wants to remove some stuff. He wants to remove some funk in your life. Come on. You can smell it right now. There's some funk in this place. And God's saying, you know what, we need to, you got to understand, sometimes you don't understand that you have it. It's only through the fire that you discover there's something wrong with you. Come on, uh, this is like a, you know, no one else, everyone else can smell the funk except you. Come on, you ever dealt with a teenager who don't want to take a bath? He don't think he smells, but everyone in the house smells him. And they don't know that, man, you got some funk, amen. You, you need to, you need to, there's some things coming out of your body that don't smell good. And the same thing goes with us. God will put us through the fire, amen, and say, you know what? You got some funk, son. You got some funk, daughter. You got to remove this. I'm exposing you, and the people are seeing what's in your life, and you got to remove that. Don't accept it. See, God's showing things within our lives so that we can move forward, so that we can be strong, so that we can face and stand up anything that comes against us or forms against us. See, so many times we can come to church, and like I said, things that, that, that you know that are not right. Come on, we, you can put your praise on, you can lift your hands, amen, but you can be in some stuff that you're not supposed to be doing. That's why David, there's some times that you don't even know you have it. We come in with stuff, amen. We're still dealing with stuff that we, we don't even see. That's why David prayed, what, well, search my heart, oh God, to see if there's anything inside of me that offends you. And put me on, expose it, for I can, I can be put on the, the path of everlasting. You see, it's only when you're going through the fire that those impurities surface in our lives. It's when you're going through that trial or, or that storm or, or that situation pops up, amen, or, or that uh, circumstance rises up in your life, amen. It's through the fire that God shows you who you really are. It shows that we all have some attitude still. Come on, there's still some lust within our lives, amen. There's hatred and jealousy, amen. He shows if there's any unforgiveness, amen. Anger, temper, grudges against somebody. Am I talking to anybody in this house, amen? Come on, it's through the fire that God exposes and cleans house, amen. See, you can't hide anything from God. He knows everything. You can walk in and say there's nothing wrong with you, but God knows. He'll reveal it through the fire. See, if you don't get it right, church, and you don't really lay it down, he'll expose you. And the fires will, will cause that. And you need to say, you know what, this is still here inside your life, son. This is still, you're still dealing with this, daughter. Get it right. And so he'll bring some fire to expose it to you. But as it gets exposed, we, we, we need to see... Uh, what, what it needs to be done in our lives to remove this from our life. We can't ignore it, church. See, some of us have been ignoring it too long. Some of us, we know what we need to do. We know what we need to remove, but yes, we, yet we ignore it. We don't deal with it. Come on, until we do that, church, then we'll be able to move forward into the things that God has for us and move closer to the goal line, move closer to a relationship with him. See, we're not seeking religion. We're seeking relationship. See, the fire shows who you really are. It's through the fire that will show you what you're made of. 
Come on, it shows you if you're real or you're not. It shows you if you're, you're, you're here to serve God or you want to be served. Come on, it's easy to come to church and lift your hands when everything is fine. When you're blessed and everyone likes you. How about the time when the heat's on, amen? Will you still come to church? Come on, uh, will you still lift up your hands? Will you come even when you think people don't like you? Don't look at them right now. Will you still come? See, it's a different story when you're going through a heat, when you're going through the fire, when you're going through situations. See, when the heat was on, do you start complaining like the children of Israel? Do you say, man, it's better off, it was better off in Egypt? Are you just in it for the blessings or are you really in love with God? Come on, do you serve God because he blesses you and everything's just good? Or, or do you come here because you really love him? No matter what. Are you in it for the good times and the bad times? Are you in it to be in the richness and the poorness of life, amen, sickness or in health? Are you in it no matter what hits your life, guys? Let me tell you, are you sold out for Christ? Come on, can you really say, I'm sold out? Or you say, man, I struggle with that sometimes. I'm sold out when things are fine. I'm sold out as long as there's money in my pocket. I, I'm sold out, amen. And, you know, as long as no, there's nothing hitting my life, amen. I'm not going through situations. Are you sold out for Christ, you know, no matter what? Are you coming to church? Or are you coming to see Jesus? Let me tell you, church doesn't save you. You can come here all you want. You can have perfect attendance till Jesus comes back. But that doesn't mean you're saved. And that doesn't mean you're going in. It's a relationship. Are you coming to seek him? Are you coming to say, God, I want to hear from you. Daddy, I, I, need, I need an answer. Daddy, I, I, I don't want just to feel good. I want you to make me better. You see, the fire shows us who we really are. You see, a good marriage is not just not that you're not having any problems. You're going to have problems. A good marriage, a good relationship is working through those problems. James chapter 1, 2 to 8 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, when you have troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that your faith is tested. Your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when you, your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, needing nothing. How many, how many doesn't that sound good, Amen. Come on, doesn't perfect sound all right? Come on, doesn't complete sound pretty good, amen? That's what it says back here. His love is made complete in us. Don't, don't it feel good when you're complete and not lacking, amen? Needing nothing. It says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God. Do you, do you ask for wisdom? I'm talking, it's really serious. I pray for wisdom every single day. God, I want wisdom. I, I want understanding. I, I, want, I, I, wanna, I, want, I, wanna, I want patience. I, I want these things in my life. God, give me wisdom to govern your people. Give me wisdom to lead your church. Give me wisdom for my life and for my home. Come on, it says, ask him. Man, you're going through a hard time. You can't figure it out. Ask him. It says, ask our generous God and he will, what? What do you do? He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. He won't rebuke you. What, you want wisdom? Shut up, dummy. 
He'll give it, he'll give it to anyone to ask. If your kids ask for wisdom, he'll give them wisdom. Come on, he says, you know what? Ask. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he'll give it to you. He won't rebuke you. He'll actually say, man, that's a good thing. What does Solomon ask for? He says, ask of anything when he was becoming king. He could have asked for anything. I, I want riches. I want all my enemies defeated. I want all this. He goes, no, give me wisdom to govern your people and the people of Israel. He says, man, you asked a good thing. And because you asked for that and not these other things, I'm going to give it to you anyway. So why don't you start with wisdom and let God just bless you. Ask him to lead you. Ask him to guide you. You know, when we're going through situations, do we really ask God, God, what should I do here? Or do we just go with the motions of our feelings and take matters into our own hands? I mean, do we really seek and ask God to come on for direction when we're going through a hard time? He says, ask. It will be given to you. He won't rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, he says, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Don't waver. For a person that with a divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of sea which is blown and tossed by the wind. Such a person should not expect anything to receive from, his, from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. They are unstable in everything that they do. So when you do ask, you better, you better understand, man, your faith better be all right. You better be in him, in him alone. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. When you're going through some times, church, you're going to have to throw your oppression, your depression, your anxieties on God. You say, God, I'm having a hard time. I'm going through a struggle. I'm depressed. I'm going through some seasons of loneliness. Whatever it is, cast it upon the Lord. He cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 10 says, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will, him, will himself restore you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. You see, after you've gone through the fire, after God has refined you, he makes you stronger. Can somebody say amen? See, the fire uh, causes us to put our eyes back on him. See, it's during those times that we need to refocus on Jesus. See, when you're going through a hard time in a situation, don't start looking at your problem. See, the thing is, when you start to look at the problem, the problem gets bigger. Come on, you're focused on your Goliath, amen, you're just focused how big he is. Man, I don't know if I'm going to handle this. It's going to look huge before you. And you can't, you can't focus on the situation. You can't focus on your hurt. You, you can't focus on this thing because it will keep growing, you're going to have to put your eyes on Jesus. Don't look at the situation. Look at the person that can remove that situation. Amen. You've got to put your eyes back on Christ. Can somebody say amen? You've got to put your mind on those eternal things. Put your mind on the finish line and crossing that goal line and entering the promised land. Come on. There's a promised land waiting for us. He said that, amen. Uh, come on, we got to cross over. I'm going to a place, amen, uh, flowing with milk and honey, amen. Uh, all this is true. Do you believe it? Do, do, can you see the streets of gold? Can, can you see uh, your mansion, amen, that he's building for you? He says, uh, I go to prepare a place for you. Uh, and if it wasn't so, I wouldn't even tell you. God's preparing a place for us. 
There's a goal line. Heaven waits for us. See, the fire reminds us of the cross and how he suffered. That we must endure and keep fighting the fight of faith. And understand that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, church. Hebrews chapter 12, 2 to 7 says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. With the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scoring its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Come on, he's saying, look at my life. Come on, I, I paved the way. I, I made a way that when you're going through the struggles and all this stuff, amen, when, when things come against you, amen, focus on me that you don't grow weary and lose heart. Man, I see so many Christians lose heart. They're fighting the fight of faith, amen, and, and then something just hits them that they focus on. And it looks too big in their life. They think nothing's going to change inside their life, and so they become weary, and they lose heart and say, you know what? I can't do this no more. That's why we have backsliders. Because people just quit on the promise. I speak on that, on that because I was one of those before. And I thank God for his amazing grace that he brought me back into the race. Don't, don't lose heart. He says, look at my life. That you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, yet you have yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. You have completely forgotten his word of encouragement that addresses your father uh, as a father addresses a son. It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines those that he loves. He chastens everyone that accepts him as son. Endure hardships as a disciple. Or, you know what, as a discipline, amen, God is treating you as his own children. For what God, what children are not disciplined by their father. Verse 11 says this, no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful. But later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. See, as we stay focused, no matter what, church, no matter what you go through, it will not separate us from the love of God. Come on. How many want a harvest of righteousness? How many are looking for something? A har Who's looking for a harvest here? Are you looking at your harvest? Can, can you see your harvest? What's your harvest? What does your harvest look like? What do you see in, in your life? What do you see it in your home? What do you see in your children? Can, can you see your harvest? Come on. Or are you growing weary and you lost sight? Can you see your loved ones getting saved? Come on, that's part of your harvest, church. Come on, can you see that? Can you see your finances getting put in order? Can, can you see that? Come on. Single people, can you see your spouse in the future? Come on, somebody. Come on, that's a harvest there. Come on, are you contending for something? Are you looking out further? Are you looking for security? Can you see your harvest? Or do you see just burnt ground and nothing growing? 
You got to look for your harvest church. You got to look out, amen. Come on, he says, man, if you do what he tells you to do, amen, it's going to produce a harvest of righteousness and peace. I don't know about you, I'll just take peace. Come on, how many can just take some peace, amen? Come on, just, man, uh, your life just full of turmoil, so full of just uh, struggle, so full of just, uh, man, it just don't feel good, amen. Sometimes, you, you know, that's why people just don't want to take their lives. Because there's no peace in their life. And they think the answer is, just, you know what, just end it. Romans chapter 8, 35 to 39 says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardships or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? That is written, for your sake we face death all day long. Consider yourselves as sheep to be slaughtered. Come on, who said this is going to be easy, church? Come on, what's going to separate us? One, 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 one little trial in your life and that's it? You quit? Come on, one little person that, 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 that says something about you and you take it personal and you quit. Come on, you go through a hardship in your life and you quit. He says, you know what? You got to be like a sheep considered to be slaughtered. That, that's who we are, church. He says, no, in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through, through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any problems nor height or depth or anything else of all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. See, the question is, are you convinced? Are you convinced that whatever trial, whatever storm that you face, it's not going to separate me from God? Amen. If sickness hits my life, it's not going to separate me from God. Come on, if, if, you know, if I get hit with a hard sickness that can take my life, it's still not going to separate me from the love of God. Come on, if things hit my life so hard, it's not going to separate me from the love of God. I mean, look at the story of Job and what hit his life and the persecution and all that he's lost, yet he was not separated from his love. See, what we need in the church today is Job's. That will stand in the gap no matter if they lose everything. They will not curse their God and still serve their God. And be like what he said, amen. Naked I came and naked I'll leave. Come on. We came with nothing, church. And we think we, he, we, he deserves to give us these things. Like, like, you know what? He owes us. He don't owe you nothing. I think his life was enough, church. But he's a good father that he blesses you. But where's your heart at? Come on, are you happy to see him just because he's that father just handing you a 20 every time? Here you go, daughter. Hey, woo, I love my daddy. Come to church, he's going to hand you a 20. Come on, sometimes we go. There's people that come to church, you know, they're looking for the blessing. Then, you know, when, they, you know, when, the, when the, the guest speaker or pastor doesn't talk to them, they're talking to somebody else, and they're like, forget this church. What do they say in Spanish? Where's my domingo or whatever it's called? Why come Sunday and say, where, where, where's, where's my blessing? When are you going to speak to me? Talk to me. You know, really, church, 
Are you going to allow these things to separate you? Or no matter what, I'm convinced, I'm convinced that nothing is going to separate me from the love of God. I don't care if a storm or a battle or whatever hits our lives, financially, whatever it is. I mean, we've gone through so many things, amen. The devil, you're a liar. You can't separate me from God's love. I mean, God's love is too much. Even if I had nothing left, he'd still be enough. Come on, is he enough for you? If he stripped everything away, will he still be enough for you? My wife would say, man, I don't care if we go to a one-bedroom apartment, amen. We'll put, we'll, we'll put, we'll put Lita in a little, little closet and we'll be all right, amen. No? Okay, then she's going with you then, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> She goes, I, I don't care about this house. I don't care if I lose this house. I, I don't care whatever. Man, nothing's going to separate us from the love of God. I'm convinced. I don't want to lose my home. But, but if it happens, I'm convinced. You know, my God's not going to do that. But if, he, if, it, if it happens, I'm convinced. We're serving God still. And if this, if this church folded... I'm convinced I'll still be serving God. The title doesn't save me, church. I'm not here because of a title. I'm here because of him. I'm here because I love him. I'm here because, you know, I'm dedicating my life to him. I'm here because I'm serving God, amen. I'm not here for anything else but God. Are you convinced, church? No weapon formed against us is going to prosper. But we must keep fighting to move forward. Get out of your rut. Get out of the place that you're stuck in. And start moving into the promises of God. You know, we got to come with an expectancy. Sometimes we come out of just obligation. I've got to be here. You know. I got I to show up or they're going to look at me weird on Sunday if I don't. Or they're going to question me. They give me the third degree. Where you been? Let me smell your breath. Remember your mom used to say, can you blow my eye? My mom used to say, blow my eye. Faking that she has something in her eye. If I can blow, she can see if I smoke marijuana or something. Or if I was drinking. Hello. Those are old school moms there, amen. Come on, sometimes we, we wonder, amen, we go here and, and God sometimes says, come blow my eye. He already knows what you're doing. We got to keep fighting, church. Get out of the rut. I, I'm tired of seeing Christians in a rut. I'm tired of seeing Christians, man, that they have no joy. man. His joy is enough. You allow the enemy to take your joy, a joy that he didn't even give you because he's not an owner of joy. He's an owner of depression. Why would you allow him to take your joy away? Take it back. You know, we used to sing that old song, man, I'm going to the enemy's camp, and I'm taking back what he stole from me. We got to go back. We got to sing some of those old songs again. Come on. Do we even have enemy's camp anymore. Brandon, do we have enemy's camp? Do we? 
Are we, are we got too new age now or too, too up, upscaled? Or I don't know new age. I don't know. New wave, new whatever, amen. We forgot the oldies. Man, we, man, enemies camp, running back, taking back, fighting. I see it's not exciting you. You got to remain strong, guys. You know, during, during the fire, guys, you got to draw closer. Because when you're cold in your spirit, you got to draw to the fire and get warm. Right? When you're cold, amen, don't you look for fire? See, some of us, you got to come out of our darkness when the fire is on and you got to draw closer to it and say, you know what, I need to get warmed up again. I just need to get closer to God again, amen, because I'm so cold. And you know you want, to, you're, you want to get near God, amen, but you're over here and you're just suffering and you're shaking and you're all this stuff and the, and the heat's just right there. The fire's just right there. You know, the fire keeps us warm, amen, but at the same time the fire's going to show you who you really are. And so some, sometimes we just stay here in this corner because we don't want, to, want God to expose what's going on in our lives. Instead of just confessing and just running to the fire. Come on. That's what happened to Moses. You read the story of Moses in the burning bush. Amen. He didn't want to face it because he knew who he was. He said, man, I, 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 I can't get near there. I, he already knew. And he tells him, well, take off your sandals. Because where you stand is holy. See, we got to get to holiness, church. Don't, don't the Bible say, be holy for I'm holy? Are we Christians looking for holiness or looking for coolness? I mean, really, church, is it about being the cool Christian, the hip Christian, the, or, or the righteous Christian? Christian. <laughs> Christian, what the heck is that, amen? That's a new Christian, amen? <laughs> I need water. We're supposed to be holy. Why, why, why are we compromising? Why are we selling out? Why are we trying to turn the gospel around? Why are we trying to please our life? And you can see it now. You know what? The gospel is being preached right now. And what used to be a lie is now a true. And what used to be true is now a lie. And it's, come, and it's being spoken over the pulpit. But we're not going to change it, guys. What's the truth is the truth. And what you hear is the truth out of here. And we need to be holy people because, let me tell you, you don't want to hear away from me for I never knew you. We can't play God. We can't play with him. He already knows. We need to get right with God. And it's the fire that draws us to him that helps us and refines us and removes the impurities in our lives, church. You've got to allow the fire to refine you. I'm going to close tonight. God's going to do that as we draw closer to the fire. See, he's looking for a church without spot, without blemish. Helping us to move past our problems, our situations, our difficulties. And start moving down the field into his blessings. And preparing us to enter that promised land. That's our goal in church. That's our goal. What we lose in the fire, church, we 
find it in the ashes. Let's burn whatever needs to get burned off, guys. And let's just get right with God. Stop murmuring, complaining. Just start serving. God's looking for servants. Amen. Let's all stand up. Father, I just thank you, Lord. Father, I praise you, Lord. I glorify you.